Paul Moore here with Herman Eben, and you're listening to Great Relationships, where we strive to pursue the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Herman, right off the bat, I want to let everybody know, going to be a little selfish and self-centered, we have been talking about the image of God, how we are made in that image, how we're meant to reflect Him, and over the last couple of programs, you've been talking about how the world distorts that image or encourages us to distort reflecting who we're created. Right. In fact, one of the things that the world constantly wants to do is distort the image of God because Satan is the ruler of this world and he does not want God to be seen as God really is. Because if if people see who God really is, they're going to want who God is as opposed to who who Satan is, right? Right. So would you do me a favor? Would you help us clear the drive and just pray for us as we begin? Sure. Lord, thank you so much that you have provided your image in a very easy to understand way. If we'll just pay attention, just like all of your word, all of your word is easy to understand if we pay attention to what you're telling us. Get our own opinion out of the way. Lord, I pray that we can clearly communicate your image to all of us as we listen in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. So right off the bat, if I can, before we get into this distortion of the world, and I guess one of the things that's paramount, that's subtle right from the very beginning is we're made in the image of God. Right. We are equal in value, but different in design as men and women, but the world wants to try and flip that. Right, exactly. In fact, if you remember what we were talking about with the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, what happened? They sinned, obviously, but they sinned in the context of them doing the opposite role. That's what's so interesting about that whole scenario in Genesis chapter 3 to me. Okay, I don't hear that a lot. <laughs> no, you don't. I get, you know, that Eve was deceived. And... They were actually doing their opposite role. Eve was leading. She was doing the power side. And Adam was doing the following. He was doing the relational side. And how can we know that God was upset with that? Because he not only instituted the judgments, but he was very specific toward Adam's saying this in verse 17 of chapter 3 of Genesis. Because you have heeded the voice of your wife. And literally the implication is you were following her, not following me. You were wanting to relate to her as opposed to listen to what I had to say. And being the power and being the lead here, you were ending up following as opposed to leading. So that was a major distortion of the image of God right there. Okay, because I want to be sure that I get this, that I get the truth of this foundational argument. So forgive me. I'm the second grader today. The image of God for men is powerful. Right. The image of God for women is relational. Right. And when you say that Satan tries to flip the two of those, well, don't I also have a relational component? Don't women also have a power component? Absolutely. Each one of us individually. And again, before I go to that, just to to remind everybody, the woman is designed to be relational and she has that primary capacity. She, when she comes into the marriage or into the relationship with a man who is powerful, the two of them present the best image of God to a lost and dying world, right? But each one of us individually do have the ability to do the opposite. For instance, while I have testosterone, I am going to be having more capacity for 
power that I have for a relationship. But I can relate also, right? doesn't mean that I can't do the opposite. It's just I'm geared primarily to do the powerful. My wife, Louie, her capacity is for relationship, but she can be powerful also. What we want to make certain of, though, is we lean into our capacity rather than leaning into what we would classify as our undercapacity area. If I am trying to force myself to be always relational, I'm eliminating a huge strength out of my life. And it will become stressful for me to only be relational all the time. There's a, another thing that I'd throw out here, too, real quick difference in design and development. We've talked about that. I was just going to ask you, we have design, we have judgments, and we have development. Can you quickly take me through those three things? Well, the design that I have as a man is I'm designed to be powerful. I can be developed in my family system or by my own choice to be more relational, right? That's just development. I can ignore my design and just be relational. Generally, a system, a family system, a society, an organization puts a structure in place to help that happen. So families are one of the key elements that help a person develop on their non-capacity side or their non-strength side. Then, as you said, so that's design and development. But the biggest issue is the judgments end up creating a real problem for our design. They end up Either, either extenuating our design to force a man to look at work more than he is looking at the relationship with his wife, or on the woman's side, gets her to fo- focus on wanting the relationship to go her way, and therefore she becomes more powerful. So there's all sorts of issues that go on here. I do know that we have this design, mm-hmm. we have the judgments, and we have development. And what I wanted to put into play is we have this design made in the image of God. And Satan and the world try to flip that on end. And the quickest thing I can think of is we raise our daughters to be better sons or right. we take our sons and we try to turn them into more. Exactly. Too, uh, too, too relational. That's exactly right. And then I have the judgments, which God clearly put into play that we need him to succeed. Mm-hmm. Just simply stated, is that correct? We need God to succeed. That's the principle. The only way around the judgments is to do relationships God's way. That's right. That's the only way around it. And then we have our development, which is whatever the situation or scenario is, circumstance we grow up in, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily in accordance with God's perfect will. Right. And what the judgments do, it highlights the ability to develop incorrectly. If you just want to think of it that way. I'm getting a lot of confused messages from the world, Mm -hmm. whether it's from newsprint, from television, from the radio, from movies. Right. Everything seems to want to invert that design, both for men and women. I mean, God said he put enmity between us, but it seems like the media is just driving it home. Well, the issue for us to understand, first and foremost, We really do need to understand the image of God, not only to understand relationships, but to understand how things will work best. You do need both of those components. You need a power component and you need a relational component in every relationship. You need that powerful and belonging component in there. Now, let's go off into a tangent here real quick. Leadership. Leadership done correctly is always understanding how to do enough power, in in other words, let's do the job this way, versus relational, being kind to the people, 
right? Leadership requires you to understand the right proportion of those two elements at any point in time. Okay, I've got to ask a question. You said proportion. Is that a mistake? Did you mean to say balance? No, I meant to say proportion. Thank you. <laughs> because that's critical. And what we call it in, in leadership is the results and relating principle. Too many leaders are only focused on the results and they're not figuring out how to relate to the people at the same time. Too many other leaders are focused on just getting along and they're not getting the results they need. You need to understand that's the image of God and how the image of God works, even in a work environment. It goes way beyond just marriage. It is literally the way businesses work, the way songs show up, hymns show up, the way movies are done. The image of God is showing up in all those particular areas. Well, I guess we'll have a chance to talk about that after the break. All this material is contained in the videos in the study guide at our website, greatrelationships.com. That's gr numeral 8 relationshipscom Specifically, we are in chapter two. That's correct. In the third section of chapter two, talking about how this image of God gets reflected and distorted instead of understanding how it's to be used correctly. I want to, right after the break, show you how it gets figured into movies and books and personality tests and religions. We're going to show you all of that. Thank you, Herman. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. That's right. Take the stress out of your relationships by making them great. Great definitions for great relationships. We have all asked, what is freedom? Freedom is acting without force or manipulation, or acting without controlling or being controlled. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You don't have to sing the blues about today's issues. Learn to think biblically with Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. During Worldview Academy summer camps, we train students to share their faith by using a survey based on the Ten Commandments. It starts like this. How many of the Ten Commandments can you name? Most people quickly name all the don'ts, such as don't steal, lie, murder. However, people nearly always miss the first commandment. That's right, one God. If they miss that one, then all the other rules fall by the wayside anyway, right? One of the habits people develop in suppressing the truth of God is denying that God is. They do not honor God as God. Is your view of Christianity merely a religion of don'ts, or do you honor God in everything you do? Another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, call 1-800-2411-123. We're back. You're listening to Great Relationships. That's grnumeral8relationships.com. Go to our website. You can get an opportunity to listen to this program, forward it to someone else, download the study guide, or even better still, take a look at the videos in Chapter 2, which is what we're talking about. Herman, before the break, we were talking about how the world tends to want to flip us, our design for men and women. Mm -hmm. Why do we dig that? Somehow it's like rubberneckers in an accident. You know, We just want to look and see everything get inverted because you have told us before 
that men in the image of God are designed to be separate and powerful and mm-hmm. that women are designed to be relational and belonging. And out of that, the roles are this. For men, we are to protect, provide, and preserve. And for women, they're to help, nurture, and support. But yet, every time I turn on my TV, here the men are supposed to help, nurture, and support, and we seem to idolize this model of a strong woman. Mm, yeah, in fact, you're just really trying to force me to talk about the judgments aren't you? <laughs> because everything that you said there requires an understanding of the judgments in reality there is a huge element of development but if you just understood the judgments you could uh, understand why that's happening and typically what the judgments create is this role reverse type of marriage this where the woman is more powerful and the man is not because the judgments are asking a woman to be that. Now, there is also a big... Okay, but you say that's judgments. What about development? What about the man who is raised in a single family home where mom's in charge and he ends up marrying a dominant woman? Again, it's actually got the foundation of judgments, but what you're talking about there is very true, the development, because that's in chapter six, we're talking about triangling, what triangling can do. If a woman is the the so-called head of the home because the, the man is gone, they're divorced or whatever else, she will have a tendency to more than likely, if she's not paying attention to truth and the, the order of what God wants, she will more than likely have a tendency to develop a young man into a more relational creature rather than utilizing his testosterone. Because that's the thing that she knows, unless she's paying attention to truth. One of the key things that we talk about with single moms, she should always figure out a way to have something else be the power, not her be the power, because she doesn't have the capacity for power. She needs to create rules to be the power. She needs to create some other person to be the power so that she can stay in her relational capabilities. You know, it'd be like dealing with a young boy in that situation saying, you know what those bad old rules are saying. I don't want you to get hurt by those rules. And so you can relate to him that way. Those are the type of things that create problems for all development of young boys. And Well, there is so much that is showing up at adolescence. When a young boy is turning into those teen years and adolescence starts showing, guess what's happening? Testosterone is really starting to surge at that point in time. And it's it's sort of like uh, Dr. Marlon Howe used to say to me, it's there's something about a teenage boy that looks at his mom and says, I'm not supposed to be controlled by a woman. I mean, that's that's kind of his attitude that he he talked about that. I, I, but yet a judgment, which I'm not supposed to talk about, says that she's going to want to try and control, whether it's her husband, her son, whomever. That That is definitely what's going to be showing up there. The issue for a young man in that situation and the family in that situation, in order to help that young boy grow, the most important thing would be a a mom saying this type of thing. Your dad said this, and I agree. Notice what happens with that type of a statement. The power is coming from dad, not from her. I'm just agreeing with the power. That's how it would end up helping that particular situation. And is that what you were saying in the single family role where mom's saying the rules, the rules become the power? 
whenever the woman tries to become the power, she doesn't. She's under capacity. If you want, if that if that is even a word, she has a lot more capacity for relating. She is doesn't have as much capacity for uh, the power side, and that's the reason why what we see too often with women when they're trying to push power, it comes off in a negative way. Okay, so let me ask this to help me understand it. You are also a leadership coach, and you deal with several executives that are female, and you ask them to operate from their strengths. That's exactly right. I was getting ready to go right there. A great pickup. Because what I ask a woman to do is to lead through her relational capabilities, not lead through power. So you're not asking her to be a John Wayne, let's take the hill. That's exactly the wrong way to teach a woman how to lead. In fact, that is what the world is trying to do to too many women. They're constantly trying to make them become a leader like a man. They don't understand the differences between a male and female as it pertains to leadership. And this is another great relationship uh, uh, issue to be talking about, leadership again. Okay, and again, I'm gonna bump the site there, greatleaders.com. Greatleaders.com, right. what does it look like when a woman is leading in this way? It's, it's so interesting to see that any studies that have been done, and one of the most interesting studies for me, there's probably better ones out there, is Gert Hofstede did one on the IBM organization. And he looked at all of the different places throughout the entire world that IBM was located and looked at each one of the leaders of each one of those situations, and he found something that fits the image of God perfectly. Every time a specific organization or division or, or a, a place of business of IBM was being led by a woman, it had a much more relational component. They were relating to the people, getting the people to understand how to bond together to get results. Whereas if it were led by a man, it was always about the results and relating was a secondary thing. Now, just notice that that that's the image of God coming from a research piece of uh, material, totally secular, totally secular. And that's what what happens with leaders that understand the benefits of power and relating. Women need to lead through their relational capabilities. They need to not just go to the extreme on relating, which means let's just get along. But they need to lead with the idea of, I want to focus on the value of the people and get results. A man needs to do the same type of thing, but his capacity is more on results. And the way that I like for a man to understand this on leadership is results are created by people. <laughs> so that it's not just results are showing up somehow. So the, you see, again, the image of God showing up even in things like leadership. And it obviously should show up there because it's another form of relationship. So right? all God's truth is truth Absolutely. no matter where you find it. Absolutely. So operating in design and results, I'm thinking of Deborah from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Here she's operating in God's design. She was operating in God's design, staying relational. That's the reason why she didn't she didn't take the sword and kill the kill the enemy. She asked one of the guys to do it. That is a very interesting <laughs> interesting uh, type of setup. That Here's was going your separate on there. and powerful. You go do that. Yeah. And relationally, I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah, they, they, I know that there's so many good questions that we could deal with here. Let me take us up one step and just get a a, a sense of how this 
image of God shows up in things as simple as movies. Now, what type of movies would you associate with the image of God? Now, we're not talking about, you know, whether a movie has a... Uh, so I'll take the Ten Commandments for a hundred would be wrong. Well, yes, the image of God would definitely be showing up there. What you're going to see in any movie is you're going to see the playing out of a powerful component and a relational component, right? But specific types of movies are going to be more relational or more powerful. For instance, Westerns, sci-fi, uh, those action type of uh, uh, films are going to be more on the powerful side. All this action type stuff, right? Okay, but what about date night? I need a romantic comedy, right? That's exactly right. Those would be more the chick flicks, you know, the, uh, the, the, those, those type of movies that uh, allow a lot more of the relational component to be developed. That's the, I mean, you can see the image of God just in the types of movies. Okay, I'm going to ask you about movies and the things that are drawing our attention after the break. We invite you to go to our website. That's greatrelationships.com. Find us and like us on Facebook. Before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral 8 relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. We're back. Greatrelationships.com. That's GR numeral eight. Relationships.com is the website. Or you can be relational and find <laughs> us and like us on Facebook at Great Relationships. Herman, before the break, we were talking about movies, how different genders of movies are either more masculine or feminine. 
Yeah, inside of each movie, you're going to find the the power and you're going to find the relational. In fact, uh, one of my most favorite movies, I won't get into very much detail. I just ask you to potentially go see it. Uh, It's unfortunately an R-rated movie, but it has a very, very strong component of seeing a very powerful woman become relational inside the context of the movie, The Thomas Crown Affair. And it's very interesting to see this very powerful woman literally change into this very relational woman over the span of the movie. It's very, very interesting to see that. But each movie will have a tendency to be more powerful or more relational. And it's very easy to put them into those categories that we said, you know, a sci-fi movie, you know, about alien, you know, it's not, it does have relationships all through it, but it's more about (laughs) the scare flick, you know, uh, about uh, power. Well, for me, I'm thinking about television shows Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, for example, MASH, right? The show Mm -hmm. with Alan Alda. Here we go. We got war. We got all this stuff, which guys should be in to mm-hmm. and then we have a very relational man alan alda mm-hmm. and he's continuously miserable very interesting to see all of this all of these what the world does it tries to get us to laugh at what is bad <laughs> That's see, so we're, sad we're back it. to this rubbernecking <laughs> i want to see that disaster happen <laughs> and it is funny it really is it is it's funny though and the world ends up uh idealizing what is bad That's what's so sad. I mean, you started off talking about this very powerful uh, heroine type of of image of a woman in in films, those type of things. That is so prominent. It's just amazing to me. But it, it fits the way the world wants women to be seen. Very powerful. And they are using their relational capabilities for the wrong type of thing, which is more on the sex side rather than relationship. Everybody seems to dig a strong woman. No one seems to really like the effeminate man. What's going on here? I I certainly could say that for the answer to the first one, it's very easy. The answer to the first one is tied into the judgments. <laughs> and we can't go there, not yet. It's very much tied into that. And I would speculate to say the second, the effeminate man, the issue is also tied to the judgments in a, in a kind of a strange way. It's going to be tied to the woman's judgment and potentially a man just giving up on results. Uh, but but I, I really don't have a good answer for the second one. I really no, I don't. mean, it's crazy because when I think about it, We really don't like it. We all wish we were a little bit more relational because we're given this fantasy relationship Mm -hmm. of acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're digging him. It's we're digging what he gets, the acceptance, Mm -hmm. the intimacy with this other person. But the truth is a woman says, I'm not trained to trust someone like that. And a man knows I can't trust someone like that. So I'm, I'm kind of confused. Well, what's so interesting is, let me just say this about the, uh, the judgments uh, for women. A woman is, in her judgment, being told, literally, by God, you're going to want to control your husband. You're going to want to control these relationships. You're going to try to be manipulative. You're going to try to be dominant. And in the same judgment, the Lord puts the man in a place to actually use and abuse a woman, that he's going to rule over her. That word rule is not uh, just a reestablishing his authority. That's one view of that. 
But I'm going to say you can go to the Hebrew and see that that word rule is something that is a bad thing, that a man will treat a woman improperly. So what a man will typically do in the relationship in these type of situations is he'll at minimum abdicate his leadership, which will cause the woman to feel unsafe, and therefore she's going to try to control the relationship even more. So that is a key component of why so many women, what, what drives a lot of the feminist movement now is because men aren't doing their job to provide, protect, and preserve women. They're taking advantage of women, which causes women to be more controlling. That's, that's just a very easy setup that you can see right out of that judgment. You know, when we began this program, I selfishly really wanted to go through how media distorts the reflection of the image of God. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it in film. I wanted to talk about TV. We haven't had much of a time in in literature or personality tests, even. Yeah. 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 Even personality tests. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this old Pennsylvania Dutch saying that says too soon old, too late, smart. Mm. I can't do it in 30 minutes. So what mm-hmm. I really need to do is advise people to go to the website, spend some time. Chapter two is going to get me where? Chapter two is going to help me. The latter part of chapter two is going to give you all these things related to how the image of God gets distorted. It's going to help you see the songs, movies, uh, image of God and those type of things. That's what it's going to help you do. Why does distorting the image of God matter to me? How is listening to us right now going to make my relationships better or worse? If you don't understand the simplicity of the principle that I just told a little earlier in, in uh, leadership, results and relating. If we don't understand that, you are going to miss how relationships are done best. To understand the right proportion of power, the right proportion of relationship at any point in time. And chapter six, where does it get me? Chapter six gives you the understanding of how much problems going in the wrong direction creates for relationships, triangling of kids, uh, creating problems for the kids as they grow up and all this development issues. So there you have it. Glad you're with us, but hope you'll join us on the website. Again, that's greatrelationships.com, G-R-N-U-M-A-L-A-T-Relationships.com. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow. I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.